Hey, I'm Dave. And a fun fact about me is that I'm Kate's producer for The Daily Dollop. Kate's taken a well-earned break this week, so we thought we'd go back into the archives and reheat some of the most downloaded episodes over the last year. So enjoy The Daily Dollop Reheated. episode of the Daily Dollop, we're going to talk about the myth of having to cut out sugar and why it's actually impossible to completely remove from your diet. I'm going to talk about the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic sugars, and then we'll discuss how we practically apply this to helping you eat well and manage your weight without having to cut out sugar at all. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode one of The Daily Dollop. My name is Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub. And fun fact about me is that I only sweat on one side of my face. Like legit, not this side, this side. Which is sometimes why I like put my hair this way because then it sticks to my face otherwise. I'm not quite sure why it's probably some weird genetic disease that I have. All right, moving right along. So today on this episode of The Daily Dollop, we're going to discuss sugar and what a topic. Hey, you know, when I first started my career over 15 years ago, one of my first jobs was in a weight loss center called Healthy Inspirations. They don't actually exist anymore, but it was my first forte into the diet industry. You know, we we sold a special diet. They had like this little diet book and I remember... One of the things I loved the most about that job was just building relationships with the members of the center that would come in and I would see them every week and some of them I formed really close relationships with and they began to trust me and, you know, of course, even back then there was this notion that sugar wasn't good for you, you know, like your mum was kind of like, don't eat too many lollies, it's bad for you, etc. right? And, and so sugar's been something that we've all been trying to reduce or avoid for a long time. But of course we really love sugar. It's delicious. Lollies are so good. I remember going, riding my bike down to the shops and I had, I could get a whole little bag of lollies for five cents. And you know, you'd eat so many that the roof of your mouth would go weird. You know when you eat too many lollies? Does anyone remember that? Anyway, and so we love the taste of sugar. We often say things like, oh, I've got a sweet tooth or I've got no control or I have sugar cravings. But of course, we often then think we shouldn't be eating it. We associate it with guilt and trying to cut it out. But the problem with loving something but then feeling like we shouldn't do that is that then we're constantly trying to find ways to (laughs) have the sugar but not the consequences, right? We want to eat the sugary thing but we want to lose weight. We want to enjoy all the delicious food but we don't um, want to be unhealthy. So we kind of want... (laughs) we want both things and in an effort to get both things um the the food industry has really made a killing off us and I'll give you this example so we're back in the weight loss center and I'm chatting to um, one of the members and she says to me Kate I'm so excited I found this new all natural sugar I've just been swapping it for everything 
putting in my tea and coffee. I've been baking cakes with it. I'm so excited that I've actually can now eat all these things that I love and still lose weight. Now, I was 21 years old at the time and I possibly went about this in a very blunt and non-gentle way back then. But I, I smiled at her and I said, I'm really sorry to do this to you because <laughs> she had the box with her. I'm like, that's just sugar. And she, was, she looked at me all confused, but she's like, but it's all, all natural, like non-processed sugar. I was like, can we turn the box over and let's have a look at the nutrition information panel? She's like, oh yeah, sure, sure. I said, per 100 grams of that product, how much sugar does it say? So she like finds the box, um, the nutrition information panel on the box and finds the sugar. She's like, ah, oh, 100 grams. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's sugar. It's just a slightly less processed version. They've just whacked an all natural label on there, but it's still what we call sucrose, a molecule of glucose, a molecule of fructose that we derive in Australia from cane. It's still sugar. It's all sugar. And so in that moment, I realized it's very, very easy to become confused about sugar. And it's been a really key part of my career that when I've been talking to people about nutrition is that they actually are able to take a step back from the detail and take a broader view. Because as you can see with this lady, it's very, very easy to become deceived from marketing or different products, but then also programs. So, you know, I can't even remember how long ago it was, probably a good six or seven years ago now, I, the I Quit Sugar movement hit the market. That was actually preceded by another book, came out in the um, early 2000s, called Sweet Poison. Um, it was written by a lawyer, not a nutritionist, and he apparently pulled together an incredibly um, persuasive argument on the perils of sugar and he cut all sugar out and he successfully lost weight. And from that spiraled this whole movement of quitting and cutting out sugar. Now, before we move on, I just want to say that I'm in no way promoting the, um, the use or high intake of processed sugary foods. Reducing sugars from our diet for most of us is a really healthy and good thing to do. But the term sugar in and of itself has actually become confusing. And if you come with the approach that I just need to cut out sugar, you'll actually stumble frequently because there will be a lot of things that will really confuse you. So let's break it down. Firstly, I want to talk about what the word sugar means. When you're talking to a nutritionist, the word sugar is used for a group of carbohydrates that are simple molecules, things like glucose, fructose, galactose. They are what we call monosaccharides or one molecule of sugar. It's glucose, the monosaccharide, that actually is in our bloodstream at four to five millimolars per liter concentration and your body likes to keep it there. So at a fundamental chemical level, sugar is not poisonous. It's in your bloodstream for a reason and your body likes to keep that blood concentration of sugar at that level and it does it through the use of two hormones, insulin and glucagon. But that's getting a little bit chemical, right? But sugar is not poisonous. So when we're thinking about sugar, that's actually 
what the chemical name means is these monosaccharides. But when we think about sugar from a more culinary perspective, so foods, we associate sugar with white table sugar that comes out of the packet. We put it in our tea. We might put it in a, a, some batter to bake a cake, etc. They add sugar to food processing, etc. Sugar is table sugar is what we call a disaccharide. So it's actually a molecule of glucose and a molecule of fructose joins together. And our body breaks those two molecules in half and then they're absorbed to be digested. So two little sugars just make a slightly bigger sugar and we get table sugar. But when we look at all the different sugars from a culinary perspective, so honey or golden syrup or brown sugar, um, brown rice syrup, agave, etc., all of those culinary sugars get broken down to those smaller monosaccharides, either glucose, fructose, or galactose. And so essentially to cut out sugar, you actually could only eat meat or oil because glucose, fructose, and galactose, those little mini sugars, are in nearly every food, naturally occurring as well as being added to food processing. And the reason that I say this, and you might think, oh, well, that's, you know, super obvious, Kate, whatever, but is I've met people over the years who have stopped eating milk because of the, the lactose in it. They've stopped having capsicums because did you know that 100 grams of capsicum has two teaspoons worth of natural sugar in it? Um, nuts have sugar in it. Vegetables have sugar in it. Fruit have sugar in them. Etc. And so we actually don't want to approach our nutrition from this perspective of sugar is evil and we must cut it out because that will actually result in you becoming super duper confused. So what I want to do is let's take a step back and think about whole foods. And this is where we start to look at intrinsic versus extrinsic sugars. So intrinsic sugars are what we call sugars that naturally occur in the matrix of the whole food. So these are the sugars that you don't need to worry about. They are in fruit, vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, and also in dairy as well. And we know from some really good scientific research, and I've linked to the study in the show notes, that a high intake of plant-based foods, so fruits, vegetables, and grains in particular that contain sugar naturally, are protective against diseases and are really good for our health. So we don't need to be worried about the naturally occurring sugars or the intrinsic sugars in these foods. Then we've got extrinsic sugars. So these are sugars often in the form of the culinary sugars, so table sugar or brown sugar, agave syrup, brown rice sugar, that are then added to food processing. So they're free within the food. And they're like cakes, biscuits, pastries, soft drink, fruit juice, etc. These sugars are more concentrated. They're easy for you to overeat. The foods that we eat them in don't fill us up. And that's where we start to overconsume. And so when we think about sugar in general from a health perspective, it's one, where does the sugar come from? What whole foods or processed foods have we been eating to get that sugar? And two, what's the dose? How much have we been eating? I'm going to leave you with a final example to help just really nail down that it's more about food as a whole than it is about the individual nutrient of sugar. 
and that sugar isn't poisonous with an example of two foods. So in one hand, let's just pretend I've got a, an apple and in the other hand, 250 mils of Coke. Now, both of those two things, 250 mils of Coke, about the airplane size Coke and the apple contain 100 calories of energy from 16 grams of sugar each. Same calories, same sugar. But we know that the apple is the healthier choice. And the reason is not got anything to do with calories and sugar, it's got everything to do with nutrient density. So when we eat the apple, we also get five grams of dietary fiber, 75% of your daily vitamin C needs, minerals, antioxidants, nutrients. It's highly nutrient dense. We bite, chew the apple, takes time to eat. As the food goes into our digestive tract, it's slowly absorbed. Sugar in just the right way our body needs it. The Coke, no nutrients, no fiber, nothing. Skull that bad boy in one mouthful, all of that sugar straight into our gastrointestinal tract, no digestion necessary, immediately absorbed, flooding our um, bloodstream with sugar. And of course, 250 mils, not very much. Most people drink Coke in sort of 600 mil doses. So that's it for today's episode of The Daily Dollop. When thinking about sugar, what I want you to do is start to think about the foods that you're eating. Certainly don't start cutting out whole foods at all. Practice on adding in those whole foods first so you fill up on them, which will help you reduce those added sugars in other foods. And until next time, um, we'll see you later. Make sure you subscribe to The Daily Dollop. Please leave me a review. I'd love any questions or feedback that you have. The last thing I want to leave you with is if you have um, been touched by diet culture over the years and you're not sure about how you can break free, you can take our diet personality quiz to find out where your challenges lie and what you can do about them. The link to the quiz will be in the show notes. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.